It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It is October 27th, 2021. This is the list and your boy brought to you by Twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO right up there. Uh, we got our sponsor, Destiny FOMO. If you're into gaming, you're into wrestling, she is a wonderful follow. We'll remind you that a couple times, but uh, a good friend of the show. But uh, not a friend of the show is Jimmy Van. He is here, though. <laughs> Jimmy, how's it going? You know, this is another Beetlejuice episode where I look like the guy that they sprinkled the head shrink yeah, and stuff I, on him. I'm looking rough, man. That's what I feel like today. We have a, uh, a very special producer today. We have former, oh. or is it current? No, former. Uh, Fightful champion Melissa is with us today, so it's good to see her. Woof. But she is she is the former champion, and I got the belt right there. There it is, right there. Look Woof. at that beauty. It's beautiful, and uh, that 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 makes for a cheap plug. Fightful.com slash belt. You can get the replica version of the Fightful Championship. So do that. You as know if we as if we didn't have enough stuff to sell you guys. There you go. But I'm uh, a businessman, Sean Rossap. Before we get into everything, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. You can donate a super chat to get your questions or statements read on the air. We have shows every single day, post shows almost every single night. We're back here for AEW tonight. They return to Wednesdays, Jimmy. But you know what? Uh, we're returning to the, the magazine world because we got the CM Punk cover issue here. With articles on Thunder Rosa, John Cena, Brian Lee, the Thunderdome, Fire Pro Wrestling, Cody Diener wrote for it. Of course, there's the CM Punk article, but that's not it. Coming soon, Darby Allen. You want to tell the people about this one? I, I made I made Shaza write for us. Yeah, you made Shaza, who's a lovely girl. I had a few conversations with her uh, about images and stuff. She's she's a lovely girl. So uh, this is coming out on Monday. Uh, this coming Monday, November the 1st, you're going to be able to get this. This is the November-December edition of Fightful Magazine. You see Darby Allen is on the cover. There's a great uh, tribute article to the late Daphne Unger that was written by Taylor Hendricks where she tells a really great story about her favorite childhood movie and how she found out that Daphne was actually in it. That's a great wow. story. A uh, great article about uh, Becky Lynch. A great article about Joshi Pro written by uh, a girl named Lily who works for my primary company. So uh, Shaza, Shaza McKenzie, as you said, did, did the rest of the Tribune. Sean Ross, I've had an exclusive Fightful Magazine interview with uh, Dominic Mysterio. So check that out, uh, FightfulMag.com. You can get this Monday uh, via, via digital or you can order the print edition. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go a step further. We're working on the next one, which is going to be the January-February edition. And Sean knows this. I am working on a big one, on a big yeah. feature for the January-February uh, edition. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Sean knows about it. And so wait for that one. But, uh, yeah, Monday, November 1st, you can get the, the next issue. So, and, and in case you want to know, like, is this a real magazine? Here is the current edition <laughs> right here. Fully glossy and beautiful. So there's the current edition right there of Fightful Magazine. It's very nice. Very well done. Guys, check it out. I know we've got an awful lot of revenue streams for you guys to, to donate to. but uh, That's because I got to somehow afford to pay you your goddamn yeah, salary. Sean my ass. That. My ass. I pay for myself at this point, Jimmy, <laughs> and then some. Uh, but, you know, we do have FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. Right after this, we go to the list goes on. But earlier this afternoon, I dropped 
producers for SmackDown this past week, including a controversial segment that we'll be talking about. We posted a story yesterday that some teams found out on social media that they'd be split up in the draft. Uh, woof. We had Indy Hartwell news ahead of uh, her big ladder match. Uh, we had, uh, uh, hey, people say, why don't you report anything positive about the WWE? <laughs> well, I reported this story about uh, wrestlers being happier than pigs in shit over this new uh, pay-per-view schedule, which so am I. Saturdays, sign me up, man. Nashville, Jimmy, I bet you're really happy you don't have to pay for a flight for that. Ah, you'll make it up. I will. That's, You'll that's find true. a way. I, I did I, immediately. I, I'm just think. waiting. I'm just waiting for you to say, "Hey, guess what, Jimmy? There's this brand new wrestling convention in Dubai." Dubai. I don't want to go to Dubai. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I would. Maybe yeah, I would. would. Oh, you would. Hundred percent. I, I heard how the people were treated in Abu Dhabi for the Fight Island stuff. Maybe I do want to go there. Not only would you do it, you'd be like, "Yeah, so there's a problem. There's this kind of camera. It's the only kind that works in Dubai." So I'm going to have Morgan, to buy this special camera and expense it. Morgan, I am underpaid. New Punk Rant <laughs> says, can't wait for the new Fightful Mag to come in. The CM Punk article is phenomenal. Uh, my question is, why is Bischoff so bitter? He's getting a bit corny. I think Bischoff has his own views, and that's okay. He's more enti than entitled to his own views. I don't think he's gone like off the deep end like some some commentators do. I think a lot of what he says is rooted in his own personal experience. And it is a point worth listening to. Do I always agree with it? No, I don't. But it is a point worth listening to. He's not reporting news here. He's reporting his personal experiences and how he would preferably apply them to AEW, Jimmy. I don't think Eric Bischoff would send me an email, uh, you know, practically unsolicited saying, fuck off. Oh, man. I don't think Eric Bischoff would do that. And and I will say this. I, I've, I've talked to him once or twice. Uh, you've actually, you've corresponded with him a lot more than I have. Oh, I love I, Eric. I, yeah. I, I think I've, he's I've a wonderful guy, personally. I talked to him once or twice uh, uh, on Facebook. And he seems to me, and we've talked about it before, I feel like he really appreciates things now. Like, I, I feel like he really appreciates, you know what? I did a thing in wrestling, like whatever it was, 20 years ago plus and now I'm getting recognized for it. And now I get to do this podcast and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I, I appreciate kind of the, the people remember, I feel like he's, he's in a different place and I feel like he's, uh, he's pretty appreciative. And what's really telling to me is the guys that all hated him years ago, like flair hated him to the point of throwing hands. Yes. Now these guys are his friend. So yep. I, I really feel like he, it's things are different. Time's gone by, and I think he appreciates what he has. So I don't look at Eric Bischoff negatively at all. If, actually, if, I, if anything, I have a lot of respect for him now. Yeah, as do I. I love talking to him. I learn a lot from him every time I talk to him. Right. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats. Some stupid punk says, I'm currently being forced to attend a fun event for my company instead of taking a lunch so I can't watch, but wanted to pay tribute anyway. Well, we thank you for that. We definitely do. Jeff, uh, I'm with you, buddy. Positive energy and love to Jim Ross, who has skin cancer. Um, that sucks. Yep. Hopefully, my, my, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about it. My sister passed from skin cancer. And so hopefully uh, they got to it early. It, it sounds to me, based on his messaging, that they did and that they can treat it. So best of luck to Jim Ross. That's something you don't want to mess with, especially when it, it hits is. your blood. So Because yep. uh, the wound he showed, the picture of which he probably shouldn't have posted, but the wound was uh, was pretty bloody, so hopefully uh, it's all right and didn't get there. New Punk Rant says he acts like everyone's using the Monday Night Wars comparison and kind of acting like Tony Khan needs to know his place. I like him still, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is different. WWE is encroaching on AEW's time. They're they're doing that. They're stepping in there. So it's a little bit different. It's 
a lot of the the moves to go head to head have been on WWE's behalf. Not all of them, but many of them. Yep, and it's fun. It's yes, fun. Like I, I don't I, mind it at all. And I don't think Tony Khan's behind the scenes going those bastards. He's not doing that. It's now Vince McMahon might be. You yeah. know, Tony Khan. I don't think so. I think he's like, all right, this is this is fun. We're competing now. Like this. Well, you know. I'll tell you what I respect, uh, the people that go out there and, and say this competitive stuff directly and publicly instead of like, and, and in a fun manner, as opposed to doing some of the behind the scenes yeah, stuff. I agree. I agree. Antoine says, listening while at work. Thanks guys for making the time go faster and all, and always working. Fightful is awesome and select is well worth the five bucks. Hashtag cheap plug 16 cents a day. You did the math Louis. on that. Good for you. Louis says. Thoughts on Greg Hamilton losing to West Side Gun. Um, his reaction there was ill-advised. Um, Do you want to talk about that now? Since, since l- let's go up? ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about that. I was going to talk about it. So, so he confirmed the release, and he called it on Instagram a, quote, mutual respect departure, yeah. which is uh, interesting wording. He cited family issues as a top priorities, and he said that the travel became too much. It very much, though, does look like this was WWE saying, hey, what are you doing threatening our legal team yeah. for a personal issue, saying that they better pay X amount of dollars? And he did so publicly. Obviously, what he did was ill-advised. Uh, if anybody on my team, granted, Sean Rossap, you know, would probably do it. But if anybody else on my team would publicly say, oh, I'm going to get Jimmy's lawyer on you without talking to me first, I'd probably be like, yeah. Maybe you should be coming to me first about something like that. And when you're a public company like WWE and he's throwing numbers around, I can understand uh, them not being too happy about that. But do you know that that is what led to this mutual, what do you call it? Mutual I respect don't, departure? Yeah, not for sure. They they keep a lot of that stuff close to the vest. Right. Um, but I had people telling me that it didn't, it couldn't have helped. It could not have helped. Uh, and you know and what? I, I think he's, he, I thought he did a great job as a ring announcer. It's unfortunate that, uh, that he's moving on. Granted, again, he shouldn't do things like he did, you know, threatening to use the company uh, legal team. But uh, I thought he was a pretty good ring. That was really animated yeah. and he seemed to really like it. Really enthusiastic. He's very good. Yeah. And of course, there's some other stuff that quite frankly isn't my business that's out there. I hope that gets better. But um, New Punk Rancer, Rant says, speaking of cancer, I found out if I have cancer in two weeks. Other question. Oh. Do you think AEW Women's Division might finally be picking up steam? Well, I, buddy, I'm getting a couple spots myself checked out. Um, the the Jim Ross stuff motivated me to do that. It's some stuff that I've ignored for a while, and I'm I'm hoping that things are good for you. But it's it's good that you're figuring it out uh, because that motivated me to do it. And I'll and I'll again I'll be very honest. Many years ago, uh, I went to a dermatologist and had a few moles removed, and it wasn't because they showed signs of anything. I yeah. did it because I just felt like I should because it's one of those things where you don't know until you notice a change. So, and one of my regrets is that my sister did not. So definitely if you have any moles on your body, especially anything of any significance, uh, visit a dermatologist. It can remove it quickly. Like people sometimes think, uh, they're going to, you know, I got to go to the hospital. No, they literally, depending on the size of it, they inject it right in the dermatology office, pop it out, maybe a stitch or two, you're done. It's very easy. And, uh, do I think the AW women's division might finally be picking up steam? Uh, a little bit. I think having another singles title might dilute things. I think a tag title would have been best. I've said this before. This belt seems like the we don't want Jade to lose and we yes. don't want her to beat Britt Baker title belt. That's what it seems like. And maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're starting to they're going back and forth on social media now. And and yeah. and it seems inevitable that there's going to be a showdown between them. So eventually, 
Yeah, so you could be right. They're going to keep Jade on one, her on the other, but eventually maybe title for title or something. Who knows what they end up doing? We got uh, Eloquent saying Greg Hamilton should probably ask Finn or MVP about West Side Gun. He ain't broke or looking for a come up. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with him. Uh, the Field of Legend says, do you, where do you think EO should go after losing at Halloween Havoc? Um, probably Not to ladders. Yes, uh, I think probably towards Mandy Rose. I think that's that's a, a, a solid one. New Punk Rant says, they think it's a nerve tumor, but it grew to five centimeters in two weeks, so we'll see. I think that tournament could do good stories. Me too. I'm hoping I get some interviews coming out of it too. I hit up AEW and said, hey, would love to do some promotional stuff. Uh, we've got, before we've even gotten to our topics, um, which I'm going to save a couple of those super chats for that, but Throwback says, listening to you guys at work, thanks for making my day, but Matt Reichel talks about the pay-per-view schedule and says thoughts on mania being two nights in Dallas. Well, I'll toot my own horn. We reported this eight weeks ago, Jimmy, that WrestleMania would be two nights again. It is the third straight year. Mm -hmm. It looks like that's just how it is now. Now, granted year one, no fans year two, limited fans year three. It's going to be max. They're going to have all their fans. If it sells well, they will do it again. If they can add to their gate, they are going to do it again. I think it's here to stay. Yes. Uh, I mean, we, we saw last year they did like two for one packages and stuff like that. They're going to do yeah. that again. Combo packages or you can choose one night, one whatever. It, it's the way to go. How how many of us as wrestling fans would watch an eight hour show, including the pre-show and everything, an eight hour show. And even though the big matches are still to come, you're looking at the clock going. Ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it detracts from the main events. And uh, I, I think it's the way to go. You can you can have three or four hours a night. It's perfect. And you can have two main events. Two main events, yes. Two main events, two sets of people that say, I main evented WrestleMania. Imagine if they would have had this. If they would have had this in 2014, maybe the CM Punk relationship goes an awful lot different. Because he said yeah. that was his big thing. He wanted to main event. Yeah, and I, I think what they might also want to do is have women one night and men the other night. Mm -hmm. uh, there's that's, a lot that's of That's what I would do. Yeah, I, I'd do horse women one night, right. Roman and whoever another night. Right. Yeah. Nikolai says, could you see the TBS title being more of a byproduct of Dynamite being on TBS and Rampage being on TNT? No, I think we're still going to see both of those titles on both of those networks. There's enough uh, crossover there. But um, James Edward Smith says, I'll never forgive her for that Kyrie Sane match, honestly. I assume he means Charlotte. Uh, I can't re recall, but that's the big talking point of the week, Jimmy. And Charlotte is doing media this week. So this is going to be interesting. What you doing media for? Our job. Oh, just really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. not, not promoting anything unusual. Just WWE. I mean, she's a champ there. She's okay. doing media. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Loss is being reported. And, and I, I saw on your post Raw show on Monday, you said to DC, yeah, Jimmy's been saying to me, can you clean this up? Um, Good and luck. And it's well, the, the reason I said it is because so many sites are reporting stuff. And yeah. what happens is, I'm being honest, they make shit up. Yes. Uh, or they take something they might have heard from another site and then they embellish on it with their own opinion. And it leads. And the problem is a lot of people believe what they read. And and so suddenly they, they you know, think, I oh, hope. The, what, what's it? Well, <laughs> I hope they believe. Depending on but, the site, though. You know? The reality of the situation, and, and this is something that I speak about a lot. Media literacy is very important. So when somebody said, Jimmy, I got people that will attack me for stuff that Ryan Bixenspan or Ryan Satin and David Bixenspan reported or said. 
And I'm like, bud, you got the wrong guy. They, <laughs> they weren't wrong, yeah. but I mean, like they reported the right thing, but you got the wrong guy. Media literacy is about knowing what good sources are, differentiating them, finding the original source. This should be taught in high school. Not going to second, third, fourth hand. Yeah, people people Ag- don't do any of that. Aggregation is necessary. It is. And I don't mm-hmm. expect everybody to pay $5. I will never guilt somebody for not subscribing to Fightful Select. I but, will. Well, I won't uh, because I've been there. I've been there where I checked my bank account before I ordered a pizza and couldn't couldn't afford that. Now, granted, do I think there's anything more important in your life than wrestling news? No, I don't. You should subscribe. Sean Ross but, Sapp's wrestling news. Yes, my wrestling news. But determining where it comes from is very important. And the, the, the reality of the situation is I heard about it. I, I don't think it's a secret. I heard about it while I was on the SmackDown review show. I couldn't get a lot of confirmations on it because, quite frankly, I reached out to over a dozen people. Ten of them had hit the bricks by the time that segment happened. People were tired. Some of them mm-hmm. had been to Saudi Arabia. Some yep. of them just wanted to go home. It's Friday night. They got planes to catch. Mm-hmm. They got to get the hell out of the arena. People just don't hang around. You think they're hanging around for the dark match? They're not. That's no. just and, and WWE doesn't expect them to. So the reality of it is, uh, across officials, referees, wrestlers, staff, cameramen, producers, writers, they were gone. Most yep. of them were gone. Well, so everybody heard what, what what was reported. I don't think I need to reiterate or recap everything, but so she's escorted out of the building because uh, Becky's having the dark match, and they they want to prevent a second, you know, incident. But other stuff has come out that I wanted to ask you about. So um, Sonya Deville, I don't know who reported it. Somebody reported that she was supposedly upset to the point of a near physical altercation mm-hmm. uh, over everything because Sonya was in the segment with with Becky and Charlotte. Uh, and then whatever happened backstage afterwards. Have you heard anything about Sonya Deville? I have not, and I've tried to find out. I mean, I know she wasn't happy based on the people that I talked to, uh, was not thrilled, was not uh, excited that that happened. From what I understand, everybody knew the segment was stupid. They knew the segment shouldn't have been booked. Um, But, I mean, the difference is a couple people were like, it's our job. We got to do it. WWE was like, we're doing it. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on that. But no, I don't know specifically. I've not spoken to Sonya and I haven't heard anything specifically about Sonya. Let me ask you this question. Cause you, you talk to guys, you know, some of which are pretty high up in the company and you know, I've been pretty vocal uh, on this podcast about, I wish guys would kind of step up. Yeah. So, so I'll give you an example. So uh, on Monday they book uh, Orton Riddle, AJ Omos, and it was supposed to be the season premiere. And they booked the same freaking match again. Yeah. And I saw that and I thought to myself, if I'm Randy Orton, unless Randy Orton's at the point, dude, where he's just, you know, just kind of happy to be around, whatever. Otherwise, if I'm Randy Orton, I go to Vince and I say, I'm not doing it. But the reality of the situation is tons of people do that. And you know what happens? They get the reputation for being hard to deal with or difficult. That's what happens. Reputation in the whole locker room or just with management? Management. With management. And then sometimes those stories get out and it's this person is difficult to work with. I'm not saying that's a situation here. Yeah. But if I, I heard that Charlotte took issue with the booking this week, she should have taken issue with the booking this week. Yep. It was stupid. Yep. It was stupid. 
And somebody needs to be telling Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and creative that this shit is stupid. Yep. That's what happened with another big star who was there as well. That's happened to a, a lot of people, and then they get that reputation. I can't say that that is specifically what happened here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe that not only did they in advance promote a title swap, uh, like before SmackDown, but all night they promoted it as the main event. I could not believe that, yeah. that they promoted it as the main event. Okay, so so next point, and you already kind of touched upon it. There are reports that Charlotte has become, has developed the reputation of being difficult to work with and unhappy with creative. You just kind of addressed it. Is there truth to that, that, that she's developing that reputation? Some people that I've spoken to have, have said that. And Andrew says, are WWE aware uh, enough to use this as fuel for Survivor Series? I'm sure they are. I mean, Becky referenced it multiple times in her promo on Monday. And they should. Yeah, they should. Um, These two are professionals. They can and will work together. Mm -hmm. They have had some of the greatest matches in WWE history against Mm -hmm. one another. That Evolution Last Woman Standing was amazing. Um, I don't know the right, wrong of this, all that, but the segment was stupid. Mm -hmm. What I wouldn't have done was go out of my way to make it look dumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is there truth, any truth to the notion that Charlotte has alienated herself from the locker room even prior to this incident and that Don't the know. locker and then the locker room was kind of supportive of Becky in the whole thing? Well, they were supportive of Becky based on who I spoke with, but I don't know if, she, if Charlotte's alienated herself from the locker room. Okay. I've not necessarily heard that. In fact, I've heard from people that are like, oh, there's some of these issues, but we still like her as a person, meaning multiple people told me that not speaking for the entire locker room. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it comes down to professional versus personal stuff that I've talked uh, based on those I've talked to. And I want to make that clear before anybody aggregates this. I'm not speaking for the entire locker room because the entire locker room can't be spoken for. It's, it's individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I saw something else reported on some websites and I hate this shit. Uh, and I get annoyed by this stuff. I saw reports and, and, and I think the way they worded it was, People close to Charlotte are pushing for her to go to AEW. Did, I don't did know you see about did, that? Yeah, no. I'm just, sure Andrade would love for his wife to be in AEW. And this is where people make shit up because all they did was look at, well, she's engaged to Andrade and Andrade's in AEW. So they were I'm going to, I don't know. So, well, whatever. So I'm going to yeah. report that, you know, that people close to Charlotte, shit like that drives me crazy. What people need to remember is that there's this such thing called a contract. Yeah. And unless Charlotte Flair requests her release and is granted it, she can't just show up on Dynamite on Wednesday. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And people, yep. they just forget this kind of shit. So that's not going to happen. But but something that I do want to want to uh, bring up and talk to you about. So Charlotte is 35. She's going to be 36 in April. She's been very public in interviews about wanting to have a family with Andrade. Uh, she's made reference to little Manny's. <laughs> and she also, even though, you know, maybe her and Becky have issues professionally, in interview, she has put over Becky for, you know, she, she's got a career and she also now is a mother and she's found a way to do both kind of thing. So she's been pretty public about that. Where do you, uh, where do you think they go? Or where do you, you know, what do you think is going to happen from here with Charlotte? And obviously, you know, what she does is her business, but in terms of WWE, she's done it all. The only thing she has not done is is become 17 time she- champion. Okay, so let's address these. Uh, Antoine says, do you see Charlotte leaving? If so, where does she go? Well, it would be AEW or nowhere. That's it. Um, KE775 says, do you think guy, Do you think Charlotte's trying to force her way out of WWE? 
And Sri John says, even if Charlotte joins AEW in the future, don't you think she'll have ego problems with Britt considering she's the top female there? Well, the ego problem of the push should not be an issue. Should not be an issue. You got to have other top stars to work with. Uh, if you're if you're Ali, you want your Frazier. That's what you want. You want that. If you're The Rock, you want your Steve Austin. They didn't always like each other. That's because they're competitive. Um, do I think she's leaving? No. She mm -hmm. said that she likes working in WWE. Like she has been asked about it on the record and has spoken about it now. However, Daniel Bryan was very happy and he went to AEW. Adam Cole was very happy. He went to AEW. It's not just for people that are booked miserably mm -hmm. or badly, but also what does it say when someone who is often has the finger pointed at her, Charlotte, oh, you're given all these title reigns. Oh, everybody's buried because of you. Oh, everybody's this and that. And she's even like, man, this booking sucks. When she gets all, a lot of the title reigns and the accolades, and even she's like, man, you all could do so much better. It speaks volumes. Is it true that she uh, preferred to put Bianca Belair over on Raw last week as opposed to know. doing a non-finish? Okay. I had one person close to the situation that claimed that Charlotte didn't even sell for Bianca. I and I'd have to go back and watch the match. I mean, she got kicked in the face. Yep. You know, but I I, I sure thought the did. match was I thought the match was fine prior to the finish. I thought it was fine. It and something do. else I I wanted to ask you about in case you've heard when Charlotte had the altercation with Nia Jax, and not knowing anything about you know uh, the b backstage scenario, I looked at that as Charlotte being the the the, the good guy because Nia's got the reputation of not being safe in the ring and all of that. These things that, we're hearing. That was wasn't necessarily say, the perception that I got from talent. Um, it's also how I looked at it when it happened, though. Yes. Okay, because I was going to say, gi giving all these things that are servicing about Charlotte, which may or may not be entirely true, yeah. I wondered if maybe Nia acted the way she did because of that. Yeah. So, okay, interesting. I mean, you know what? I, I, I'm a big fan of Charlotte. I think she gets criticism that's not deserved. Yeah. Uh, you know, do they push her strong? Yeah. Is she good? Yeah. Like I, I still think she might be the best all around women's performer of all time. Like, in, like in terms of look presentation, in-ring work, promo skills, all of it. She might be the best of all time. Trish Stratus is up there. She's right. But she, yeah. but she might be the best of all time. And I, I think the criticism is deserved and hopefully things work out. You know, you can see that she has changed over the last year. Like she, she, she's done a lot more work on her aesthetic uh, you know, she, she's gotten herself, she was already in shape, but she's gotten in, in, into even better shape. And, uh, I don't know, man, I guess we'll see, maybe she's ready to, uh, to do the next thing, but she's, she's a, she's a big star. And if you think Vincent Man is just going to quietly let her go to the competition, that's not happening. So guys, uh, donate a super chat to get your question or statement right on the air. Chris rain says, I wish we could get booking for the women on Jericho Cruz on the show. We got a continuing story and great matches. Yeah, I'd like to see some more long-term story from every company up and down the roster. DJ Cass says, and also, uh, you'll have to let me know how that, like, what was that story? How'd the matches go? Please hit me up and, and let me know. DJ Cass says, the whole thing is laughable to me, to me, considering this is the most professional locker room in the last decade. Um, I don't know what I, you mean by that. I mean, it's definitely more professional than it's than it's been in decades. I think he's talking about, you know, they're not so much into like all of the the, the booze and drugs sure. and stuff, and they're more like into video games and 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 the internet, whatever. It's still, 
again, the one thing that I've always said about AEW that I, I, I wish was a little different was everybody was just so happy to be there like a family thing. And I felt like if you're going to be a big star, you've got to have that competitive urge. Yeah. And Charlotte Flair has that. And Becky does too. And Sasha does too. These girls want to be number one and they have that competitive nature to them. And you need to have that. If that means that the locker room, you know, is not always going to be togas and kumbaya. I mean, it's business. So, you know, I don't look, I don't look at it uh, as being necessarily less professional. It's just business in a, in, in, in a world where you got to look at to your, for yourself to a degree. Yep. Um, so this was just, um, revealed uh ring of honor has posted that they will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to internally reimagine ring of honor it says this year will cult- culminate it with final battle in december uh and we'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine roh they have the most mm. dedicated fans in the industry and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize roh we anticipate returning to live events in april for the super card of honor with a new fan focused product they mm. they had to change. They needed to change. It needed to happen. They made a lot of great strides during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nikolai- you know what's going to happen? So they're going to be Ring of Honor 2.0. Oh, Jesus. and they're and they're going to they're going to have pastel colors everywhere. They need it. They need more colors. <laughs> a lot of the same problems with NXT were the problems with ROH. Nikolai says ignore if needed, but ROH stating that they're taking a break after final battle until April. What kind of ripples will this send in the, under the industry? Well, I mean, they're, they're, people are still going to get paid. Sinclair's yeah. still going to pay them. Yeah. They were paying people all the way through the pandemic. Um, but this, they need this. I, I would say about once every two months, I got somebody from ROH saying, what stands out to you about ROH? What should change? And I was like, well, I'll tell you what should change. Everything's so dark and drab. And mm-hmm. like, I get it. That's how you came up. And mm-hmm. that's what made you popular. But you have to adapt with the times. Show me that fans are there. Let me see that humans came and paid to watch your show. Don't hide that in the dark. Don't don't necessarily do that. They've got some incredible talent there. They've got like uh, a lot of that. And Denise uh, late says, "Attention, Sean, read the ROH post." Denise, <laughs> what do you think I'm talking about? Mike. So a couple questions for you. First and foremost, a quarter is a long time. Yeah. Do you think this came down from Sinclair? Um, it had to have had something to do with it. I'm going to find out, obviously. The other thing is we saw, uh, whenever that show was a couple weeks ago, the, the game changer wrestling show where the Briscoes were there. Yeah. Do you think ring of honor allowed that? Cause they already knew they were going to be doing this. So they're so. going to let their, yeah, it sounds like it to me. So. They're going to let their guys do third party stuff while they're down, where they got that downtime. Yeah. And a lot of them are able to, which is GCW wasn't as well. The Briscoes didn't do as much anyway, but Jonathan Gresham had been doing it. But, man, they've got some really, really good talent on that roster. And mm-hmm. sad reality of it is, Jimmy, um, in late 2018, they were probably the number two wrestling company in America. They were above Impact. Mm-hmm. They were above all that. Now, they're below Impact. Mm-hmm. They're below. Uh, they're probably below Impact, I would say, because they've had the AEW crossover. They've, they're below AEW. I'd put them below GCW as far as buzz goes because GCW gets buzz for everything that they do. In terms of buzz, um, you're right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, definitely not as far as television and yeah. all that stuff. And revenue because Sinclair is, yeah. I, 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 mean, bet they, I bet GCW sells more tickets too. 
Yeah, very possible. Very possible. Yeah. I mean, Ring of Honor only exists uh, with Sinclair because it's cheap television for the, for the syndication. Yeah. And I mean, so. people say, oh, it's so hard to watch. R-. No, it's not hard to watch ROH because they're owned by a broadcast company. Yeah. Sinclair is like, hey, put it on your website the week after. Like, go ahead and do it. Yeah. You can always watch it on their website. Very interesting. I mean, again, a quarter is a long ass time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious what they come up with after taking that time off. Interesting. Well, let, let's let's kind of pivot to something similar, I guess. NXT 2.0. Uh, it feels to me like there are a lot of great things that are happening on the show. And my first question for you is, so Shawn Michaels did an interview recently where he acknowledged that he's kind of overseeing the day-to-day while Hunter's recuperating Mm -hmm. from his heart issue. My first question was, how is is Hunter involved at all creatively or is or is Shawn Michaels just basically running the show? Because I'm working to find that out. Okay. I don't know how much I had last I'd heard it's like Triple H was taking calls. That was like weeks ago though. So yeah, yeah. Um I, I'm actually working to uh to find find this out. Yeah. Okay, because there's a lot of good stuff happening on that show. Yeah. And and I, I want to just talk about a few of them from uh from uh, this week. So the first is Braun Breaker, uh Tommaso Ciampa. I had yeah. no problem with him losing. I know that a lot of people on social media were saying he's hot, they should roll with the hot hand. And I I get that, but I look at it like he's so green still, like he's still so new. He's done very well. The guy's like a study, quick study, but he's still so new. I look at this like Cena Kern angle. If yeah. he if he comes out of this now and they run hard with Braun Breaker and he's beating everybody and they're building for that rematch and then he destroys Ciampa in the rematch, now you got your guy. Like yep. I, I think having him lose to the grizzled veteran the first time is not a bad thing. They made him look really strong. He kicked out everything. He took a DDT on the concrete uh, and he took how many fairy tale endings too? I think. Yeah. Like he, they made him look really, really strong. I had no issue with it. My biggest problem, as we've talked about, I can't tell you enough how much I despise the name Braun Breaker. And it's so stupid. And I, you know what? I, we kind of talked about this. What if Dave Batista had debuted on SmackDown as Ridge Riddler? <laughs> Do you think that Dave Batista would have ended up becoming the success that Dave Batista became? Uh, well, I mean, he was Deacon Batista. Yeah, but at least they stuck with his real name and then they pivoted to Batista. Yeah. Like, is Braun Breaker going to become Breaker? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, what if John Cena was Rick Wrecker? Rick Wrecker. Do you think that Rick Wrecker would now be a movie star doing Marvel movies? No, probably not. No. Probably not. Like, Braun oh. Breaker's awful. They got to they they pivot. They got to pivot away from Braun Breaker. We got a few super chats. Uh, Nicola, actually, Kieran George says... Would you say that Brock and Roman are the era or the era parents of this? Gen- oh, the heir parents of this generation uh, following the likes of Hulk, Andre, Brett and Sean and Austin. Yeah. Yeah. They for sure are. They are the ones that are looked back on, on that, that ruthless aggression era as being, as being the, the two big names. I mean, I would even put a generation before them. Like Brock carries over because Brock sure. was there in 02. But Roman and Cena are two separate generations. Really? You know? Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I also have a super chat that says, what do y'all think of Dreamer being back on Busted Open? I missed the Becky-Charlotte's combo, so might as well. Uh, What Dreamer said was really bad. like On Dark Side of the Ring? Yes. It was dumb. But it's not one of those things where it's like, I think he should be 
banished forever. He said some stupid stuff and I hope he learned and I hope he grew from it. I really do. I can't say that he did. I, I don't know that. And I am not of the, I'm not the person who was affected by that. So it's tough for me to really pass any of that. I agree. Yeah. I also think that I, I don't know Tommy Dreamer, but I know a lot of people that do know him. And, yeah. and he's got the reputation of being one of the nicest guys in, in pro wrestling. And I think that he was showing his allegiance to Ric Flair and his loyalty to Ric Flair. And, and was it really, you know, not wise the way that he, that, that he spun it, especially given the topic? wasn't wise, but I think that he was genuine in his intentions. I think that he was just showing loyalty to Ric Flair and he picked the wrong topic. And I think it was really stupid what he said. Right. And also, yes, I was offended by his hair because his hair is fucking stupid too. <laughs> when you say two, who else are you comparing it to? No, no, no. Two. Compared to his statement. Oh, compared, compared to, to what he was saying, what he said oh. was really stupid. And yes, oh, his hair it. was also actually stupid. Okay, I got it. Rob got Wilkins it. says, really thought the demon would have been the focus of the show. <laughs> Did you see that? The kiss demon on impact. I loved was it. Was that the same guy? Yes, same guy. As reported on Fightful Select. But, Can I ask uh, why? Why not? Okay. and, and he's, I, had, I, he's had a good relationship with a lot of people there. He was in WCW. He came into TNA for a couple cups of coffee yeah. and did some stuff. But why not? Why you not? Don't think that, you don't think that they risk like a Gene, Gene Simmons lawsuit? I No, no, I don't. Because he did a toy deal a while back, and it went off without a hitch, I think. You mean as, as long as it's not the did kiss a toy demon? Deal. Yes. It's not a kiss demon. It's the demon. So With Gene Simmons' makeup and look. That's always possible. Rob says, ROH break. Give me Jonathan Gresham versus Brian Danielson, please. That's what they should do. ROH should be like, hey, AEW, please book some of our guys. Book book Dan Housen. Book EC3. Book Jonathan Gresham, please. Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, if he got exposed to AEW's audience, they would love Shane Taylor. Holy crap. Give me Shane Taylor and Eddie Kingston. Daniel says, why is Inner Circle still together? Sammy is so good, and LAX is awesome, and I want to see them on their own. I I do, too. I think they should have split after Double or Nothing. There was no reason to keep them together. So the only thing I can comment on is Jericho did an interview. might have been with Chris Van Vliet, I think. (sighs) And he was asked about the Inner Circle, and Jericho said, and this is a relatively recent interview. You can look it up on YouTube. Jericho said when they got together, his intention was that they would not split. And he yeah. said that he said that when you're in WWE, that's a man after like a month, he wants to split you and, and he wants to, to, to do matches. He said their intention was to be different and not to split. I think that's why they have it. I think that Jericho consciously doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, and Twinblade saying, give Dan Housen all the belts. Problem solved. Well, you get more problems because he's just going to sell them to a pawn shop after that. Uh, and we've got stellar Justin Lopez saying, Charlotte did state on Renee's podcast. She and Becky aren't as tight as they once were. They used to be inseparable at one point. All kinds of people go through that. Like, I mean, that's just different stage of life, man. I mean, you know, Becky and Charlotte now are they're both in committed relationships. Becky's got a kid. It's just a different, things are different. We got people asking about Roxy, ROH women's champion and her contract sitch. How about this? Fightfulselect.com. How about today or tomorrow? I'll tell you guys. There we go. Fightfulselect.com. I want to say a few more things about NXT 2.0. So the first was toxic attraction. Yeah. I love that we have a women. Can you recall in WWE 
because the NXT I consider WWE. Can you recall the last time there was a women's faction where they had all the belts? It, no, no. I and I've I been like begging. It. I've been begging for them to do that in AEW. I know they look at Sheeta as a baby face. She throws that white that mob boss suit on and she leads a Joshi stable. Mm. Ooh, give me that. Give yeah. me that. Some ruthless Joshi wrestlers just <laughs> Oh my god, they'd be so good at it too. And then you have Maki Ito popping in and being like the loose cannon of the group. Oh, give me give me that. Give me that. Well, I think Toxic Attraction is very interesting. Uh, like we talked about, I hope Io Shirai's all right. That latter spot was really, really... The sound she made when she hit, that sound, oh, it, was just, it was just like... <sighs> like, she hit hard. Incredible. That was one of the most breathtaking spots I've ever seen in my entire life. It yeah, was, I hope she's, it was I hope she's okay. I also want to... Hold on. Kieran George says, here's another five bucks for the Shane Taylor shout-out. I would love to see the Briscoes on AWTV. For years, if you watch Shane Taylor's trajectory before where he is now, a part of his character was, I don't get enough press. ROH doesn't push for me to get enough press, anything like that. So when ROH was in Toronto, Jimmy, and I was there, mm -hmm. I went to Maple Leaf Gardens. And I was like, listen, I can't be there for the show, but please let me interview people. And they were like, we'll give you one. You can have anybody you want. And I wanted Shane Taylor. I wanted Shane Taylor really bad, even though it was a short one. I wanted to establish a relationship. I wanted him to see that the media did give a shit about him and the media did recognize him. And he has been phenomenal. He is so good. A lot of people judge a book by its cover based on shape, based on how he looks. He is awesome. Sean, I got to tell you a story. You know, sometimes it's story time with Jimmy Van. And when you said Maple Leaf Gardens, I got to tell you a story. And I guarantee you people are going to appreciate this. Got to okay. tell you. I once went to a hockey game at Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, the Maple Leafs against my Edmonton Oilers. And at Maple Leaf Gardens, the, the visiting bus, they have to park outside. They didn't have an underground parking. Yes. And I knew this. So I, I left the game right before the end of the third period, and I went to the Edmonton Oilers team bus. And I stood out there waiting for them to come out so I could get pictures and stuff. And sure enough, everybody came out to go to the bus. As I'm standing there, I got a bag in my hand with merchandise, right? And yeah. I'm, you know, trying to trying to use the camera and stuff. And there's a guy standing next to the bus. And I was looking at him and I said, hey, man, do you, would you mind just for a second, like, holding this for me so that I can, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So he's standing next to me holding, holding the merch bag. I do all the pictures and stuff with everybody. And finally, when they're all on the bus, the coach goes, Freddie, let's go. <laughs> and I look. And the guy that I asked to hold my merch bag was the backup goaltender oh, for the wow. Edmonton Oilers. And I had absolutely no idea whatsoever. And the guy stood next to me for 20 minutes holding my merch bag. <laughs> Freddie Brathwaite, super guy. There That's you go. Incredible. Yep. Uh, the, the other guy I want to talk about was Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like you couldn't tell he was an Uso. My God. <laughs> like I, I looked at him thinking, okay, are they really triplets and they never told us? You know what I mean? Yeah. My goodness, does he look like his brothers? How long do you think he's part of the, until he's part of the bloodline? Do you think that that's going to be on the way sooner than later? Not long, not, not long. long. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that uh, he's got a. They've got something with him just based on how he looks. He's going to be a part of that group. I think he looks identical to one of the Usos. Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll see where that goes. But he's 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 interesting. We'll see where that one goes. And then my other question for you was NXT. You know, like I said, they got a lot of good stuff going. I didn't even talk about like Imperium. You know, uh, Fabian Eichner, the strength of that guy they have a lot of good good stuff going in NXT, but I hate the 2.0 moniker. And, and it's a very Vincent Man thing to do. 
when do you think they might get rid of that? And also, do you think they might experiment with trying a different venue, something to, to try to take advantage of any momentum instead of their same thing every single week? Hard for me to say in that sense, like when anybody will necessarily recognize anything. What do you think? My, my gut tells me because they're so big on cost now and, mm -hmm. and they're so big on, on, you know, the balance sheet and, and whatever. I think that they think, you know what, it's delivering six, 700,000 viewers uh, for, for, uh, for USA. Let's just kind of keep it there. It's very cost effective. I think that's how they look at it. I feel like if you're going to get momentum with these guys, eventually when you got the same fans watching every week, it's going to, it's going to, the momentum and everything is going to start to settle down. I think you need different venues, different fans. Uh, and so I guess we'll see what happens. Like Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker, and I hate the name Braun Breaker, and I, I could probably repeat that a thousand times. That guy is a star. Yeah. That I, guy is a is. star, man. You he know? is. There, there is a lot of Goldberg in him. Uh, there's a lot of everything in him. That, you know, that's I mean, why, and I'm not saying he is Goldberg, but on yeah. the NXT scale of things, yeah. he very well could have been. That could have been. That's why I would have been okay with it. Uh, Dylan Bishop says it's only about five weeks till Johnny Gargano's contract is up. What do you see in his future? Personally, I would put my money on him being AEW bound. I mean, I used to think, oh my gosh, like, will he have a spot there? They can't hire everybody. Wait, yeah, they can. They'll be just fine. You know what they can hire? As many great wrestlers as they possibly can. And um, I think he's, I, I if WWE hasn't reached out to him, they're going to very soon. I've heard they are waiting until closer to contracts to renegotiate. They haven't been doing the, well, you're up in a year, let's renegotiate thing of late. Okay, let's talk about uh, this whole AEW uh, signing guys thing, since, since you just brought it up. So they've announced that they signed Tony Nese. Uh, they announced a week or two ago that uh, Daniel Garcia's got a full-time deal. I think you reported it on uh, Fightful Select. They're definitely signing up a lot of guys. Their, their roster is enormous. Uh, they're continuing to, to, to sign people. They've got three hours of TV a week, plus they do dark on, uh, on YouTube. I feel yeah. like they got too many guys for, for the amount of television time. But here's my question for you. Tony Khan's got the sports background, right? They got off seasons in, in, in football. You know how we've talked before on this podcast about how WWE should look at doing time off cycles. And we talked about how they should let guys have one or two months off, you know, at a time. Because not only can they heal up injuries, not only can they, like, re rediscover their passion for wrestling and their enthusiasm, but the crowd, they're hotter when they return than when they left because the crowd missed them. Yeah. Do you think that AEW is, is signing all these guys because Tony Khan's intention is to not use them every week for that specific reason? <sighs> Sorry, you cut out a little bit to use them for what, what not use them for what specific, not reason? use them every week for that reason. Like give them time off in between so yes. that they can kind of rest, yes. recover. Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Do you think that's like, the intention though with AEW? Yes, you do. Yes, I do. I think it's a different business model. Um, Yeah different different business model and and all that and we're getting some some wild news like yeah there there's well okay i don't want to i don't want to put this out there until i verify it but holy oh, crap man that'd be, that'd be bad uh i did have somebody just hit me up and say uh well we're getting paid at least through the quarter or something like that but we don't know what the new roh will be um Holy crap. Mm. I wonder if uh I wonder if Sinclair's looking to move on. I don't know. Yeah. Um he says ROH released everyone from contracts 
more to come. Holy Okay, shit. let's let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah. So tell me about Ring of Honor. Again, Sinclair got them because it's cheap programming for syndication. That's why they got them. Yeah. Tell me about how does Ring of Honor make money currently in the oh, current no. landscape? I do not know. Okay. I, 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 I've been trying to find out there. I mean, ultimately, I think it's a lot like Impact and where they are cheap programming for whatever it is that they're they're doing. Okay. Uh, but I, I've just been told they, they just had a meeting. People are very, very upset right now. Uh, I mean, the other promotions aren't going to be very upset, you know, depending on who they are. So yeah. over the last, because we're, we're, you know, almost two years into, into this, you know, COVID world. And there haven't been no live events or whatever. Is Ring of Honor, are they taping weekly, Ring of Honor? Um, no, no, they're not. Sorry, they're not. I'm getting, I'm getting, um, I'm getting a lot of news right now. Uh, right now, they're honoring contracts through the end of the year. Anybody who's longer will be paid through March 31. And then they're done? Yes. So that would be like they're, they're three months out. Wow. Everybody. Yeah. Holy shit. Let me let me post a tweet here just so so people know. But you go ahead. Don't 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 let the dead so air. So what you do is in the tweet you say youtube.com slash fifal. Uh or or Jimmy, I can just, just post this tweet. Like like just how about you kill the dead air and with youtube.com slash okay. You know what I'm gonna do oh with the dead God. air? Here's what I'm gonna do with the dead air, but I really need Sean to try to listen the best he can. So back before Sean Ross Sapp, you know, became a reputable breaking news wrestling journalist anybody that might be new to the to the listening boy we used to do a lot of stupid shit on this podcast yes right and melissa's sitting here producing and she's laughing because she knows so i used to spring surprises on sean and sometimes they'd be good ones and sometimes they'd be dumb you know maybe one week i have a guest on the show but then the next week i just have a new cardboard cutout or something like i would spring surprises on sean as Fightful started to grow and as our momentum changed and our reputation changed and Sean Rossat became, you know, the, the, the top breaking news journalist in pro wrestling, I scaled back on the surprises a little bit because I just felt like things had kind of changed. I am working on a big surprise for Sean Rossat. Oh, God. And, and let me just say this. It is not a T-shirt. And someday, maybe as a Fightful Select exclusive, someday I might tell the Dirt She Boy t-shirt story someday. But this is a big surprise I'm working on for Sean Rossap. Melissa knows what it is. She knows oh what it is. It's a big one, and everybody is going to love it. And, uh, and it, it's something that's very time-consuming, and it's, it's uh, taking me time to do. But Sean's going to love Damn. it. And so it's going to be a bit of a throwback to the old listening boy when I would do, you know, surprises and shit, just, just, just to kind of pop myself going to be doing a new surprise for Sean Ross app. Stay tuned for it. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. Whew, man, the, the news is coming in and there's a lot of wrestlers that are not happy right now. There's a lot of like broken hearts and uh, stuff like that. Holy shit. I mean, the unfortunate, the obvious unfortunate thing here is that you know the 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 top of the food chain they're going to get cherry picked yeah the 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 lower card guys with all due respect to them it's going to be difficult for those guys and and uh it it, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate and again i it, it had to come down from sinclair obviously it came down from sinclair yeah had so, to have uh, i'm i'm going to try to work and find out more it's going to be a crazy busy day but holy shit man okay well you know what best of luck to everybody on that roster 
And uh, no matter if you're at the top of the card or the opening match, because uh, I, I have so much respect for pro wrestlers, what they put their bodies through and the sacrifices mm-hmm. they make. And best of luck to everybody. Uh, and I hope that everybody there is able to. to oh, it's to heartbreaking, man. You hate to see it's that. Tough. That it sucks is. so bad. And it this is not so this is not WCW. These guys are not sitting on guaranteed nine month contracts after. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh, it's 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 an unfortunate piece of news. Well, I mean, the my God, there's there's a bunch of people that are about to flood the market. Um, yes. And Dan, already- Dan Housen's going to be. Well, he Everybody's was up at the end be. of the year anyway. Uh, yeah. He was going to be up at the end of the year. Um, that and guy's all over social media. Yes, he is. But EC3 is about to be out there. Who knows? You know what that'll do. If I'm, if I'm the impacts of the world. If I'm the the, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I I just don't know what the landscape's going to look like now. Like this changes the landscape. the The reality of the situation is. ROH was not a giant landscape changing promotion right now. Yeah. They were struggling to get attention. Yeah. However, uh, there, there are guys like Dan Housen and EC3 and Flip Gordon and the Briscoes and uh, J- uh, Jay Lethal and yeah. SOS and Taylor and like really, really good talent. That's before we even Gresham. get into the women. And um, I've got two interviews in the can right now with ROH talent that have mm-hmm. no fucking clue about this when we yep. interviewed him they were talking about how wonderful this was yep. how wonderful roh was yeah it's too bad i mean obviously you know dan Housen's tailor made for aew i mean i i, I saw on the cruise him and jericho and orange cassidy were in the ring and stuff like some of these guys it's not going to be a challenge some of them it will yeah be. so uh well like i said best of luck to everybody i don't even really <sighs> want to move on to another topic now sean Man, well, let me check and see if we got super chats. Dante says, after Roxy tore the house down, how will wrestlers trust the ROH again? After that, it sounds like be, they're not going to have to. It'll be a, it'll be a tough sell. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Six Fingers says, semi tongue and tweet cheat comparison, but last night's dark kind of felt like it was gearing up to compete with this new NXT. I like its new direction. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. Do I'm they have excited. pastel colors all over the place now? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm excited to. I'm excited to check it out. You know, the one thing I like about, about dark and AEW, and, yeah. and again, we've talked about this. It doesn't matter if you are Kenny Omega. It doesn't matter if you're Brian Danielson, they'll book you on dark. Yeah. And when you've got the guys at the building anyway, you know, what harm in having Drew McIntyre on main event? Yeah. I mean, they're there anyway. And I love that they did that. And, and again, like a throwback to the, to, you know, my wrestling fandom of the eighties, rare occasions, Hulk Hogan would wrestle on superstars of wrestling. And yeah. it was an event when he did, you know, because he never did. Yeah. And, and they're at the building. Like, why not do it? And that, that's one thing AEW does. And I, I, I like that. And I guarantee you the wrestlers like it too, because they get to work different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm just, I'm just shocked by this. Like you guys are seeing me discover something that it's going to take up. Most it's almost, of the it's week almost like you find out, fi- found out what my surprise is. Did you buy Ring of Honor, Jimmy? <laughs> Why? So I, I try to invest in things that are going to make money, Sean. Yeah, like Air Lucha. Like Air Lucha. I wanted the T-shirt and the mask, and I got them. I should have brought them up here because I got them someplace. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is. I don't even uh, – should we even move on to another topic now, or should we just wrap up the show? I mean, we've got the list goes on still. It's just I'm – like there's a lot of people here. Uh, Myron yeah. Kid says, "Are the rumors of ESPN and Impact 
uh, fan made or have pulled to, I haven't heard like, I heard anything like that. Mm. Sheila said, just listen to Maria Canellis uh, on Maria, Maria Canellis on Renee's podcast today, talking about how happy she is. Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis. I just talked to them. Yeah. I had updates on their, their contract and all that stuff. And they were talking about how happy they were. Beer City Bruiser at 40 something yeah. had WWE interest didn't look the part, anything like that. They were in talent hoarding mode. And he said, no, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go back to ring of honor. And yeah. look, look now, I mean, well, they also, everybody put them over with how they handed the COVID response. Yeah. Oh, they did great. They did yeah. great. Chris Rain, Chris Rain said Dan Housen was a huge hit on the cruise. I mean, he got up and put his makeup on every damn day and yep. <laughs> did the cruise. Rob yep. says that tape library. Wow. Boy, their yes. tape library is one of the most valuable ones out there. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Sinclair is not going to know any better, and WWE is going to say, we'll give you $2 million. Yeah. Yep. Damn it, Sean. I'm reaching out to Sinclair Broadcasting. Yep. Yeah, the, the whole thing's unfortunate. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Whew. Well, I think we should go to the list goes on now, Jimmy. All right, Holy let's go to the list goes on. We're going to we're going to talk about Bearcat Lee. Uh we're going to talk a little bit more about the Forbidden Door. We're going to talk maybe about uh, Lance Archer a little bit. Uh Bound for Glory a little bit, Minoru Suzuki. We have a lot for the list goes on cuz we, yeah. you know, ended up spending a lot of time on this topic. So, uh go to the list goes on fightfulselect.com. We're going to talk about all this stuff. Yep. Until next time, guys. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.